and welcome to Warsaw Bursting Perspectives, our continuing series of podcasts to help you understand key issues at the intersection of business and law. Today, in the first of a two-part podcast, we will look at the five things every company must do when seeking capital with Murray Schwartz, partner at the New York-based law firm Warsaw Burstein. I'm Tom Merriam. And Murray Schwartz certainly knows from experience. He worked for 15 years as the chief operating officer of a major media company, Ingersoll Publications, now known as Journal Register, giving him a unique perspective on business strategies. He serves several companies currently as their regular corporate counsel and provides advice on a variety of issues, including real estate, employment, trademark and copyright licensing, contracts, patents and IP, product development, investor relations, and much more. Murray Schwartz works very closely with clients, typically becoming involved at the earliest states of transactions, and Murray, certainly one of the earliest considerations, has to be financing. Indeed. Um, In fact, uh, invariably, I'm asked in my practice um, uh, about uh, how do I get financing, who do I get it from, uh, and and, and how do I go about uh, that process. uh, it is routine in startup companies for uh, one to be not having enough financing, not inadequately capitalized. Uh, that's usually bad news. And so um, uh, the important order of business uh, in, order to, in order to get companies off the ground and in order to get the companies in a healthy situation to do uh, whatever it needs to do for its growth, um, that we we find the right financier and we um, and we we dress the company for uh, for that financing. Um, dress for success. Dress for success. Absolutely. Um, uh, I'm, I'm reminded, um, and what we're going to be talking about today is um, our, our three elements that are important in any sort of financing: um, the preparation of financial statements the uh, preparation of financial projections uh, and the legal and audit review to get to get the company in a, a situation where you can get a, 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 um, an investor to, to be interested in investing, a lender to be interested in lending. Um, and um, uh, while we're not going to be discussing the fourth and the fifth of my five elements today, um, one of them is self-assessment or staging uh, is important to at least take two minutes um, as a backdrop um, in order to uh, in order to um, know that you're in front of the right audience, and then we'll talk about what you need to prepare to to fit with that audience. Um, not every investor and not every lender um, is right for the client. It's not is not not necessarily right for the company. So you really have to take stock of where you are. If you're a startup. Um, and you, you, you have a good idea, but it's not yet uh, in production, for instance, and I've had plenty of those, um, you, you need to have friends and family uh, in the mix and, and you know, people who trust you and know you. Um, uh, as you grow, um, as you uh, gain revenue, uh, as you have um, five years of profitability, um, you can go from, uh, from uh, uh, family and friends, to, to angel rounds with more professional type angels, to venture capital companies. Um, and then as you develop uh, EBITDA, earnings you know, before interest, taxes, depreciation, amortization, you can um, then move into uh, other types of investors, such as uh, private equity 
uh, investors. Um, and um, at, at some point in the uh, future, uh, you can uh, be prepared to attract um, underwriters in a, in a public offering setting. Um, but what all of those stages have in common is that you have to present them um, with, with the conventions of, of what they need uh, to, to, um, to enable them to be able to make an assessment of, of where the company is. Um, so um, another important thing to know is, um, is that uh, if, if rule number one is know about who your lender is or who your investor is, rule number two is that no company can change rule number one. They, they, will, not be, um, they will not be remotely interested in, in switching their profile, and their profiles are often driven by um, the type of business you're in. Uh, the type of industry. They're interested in potential returns on investment, and they have profiles for that. And, it's, it's, and, and they're interested in earnings history in, in certain cases, in certain levels. Um, and there's nothing um, that can change that because it's not even within those institutions' control. Um, the, uh, the rules of the game are determined by the investors in the funds, um, the, called the limited partners who, uh, who have invested and have invested as long as certain rules uh, are made. Um, or uh, in, in many cases, um, the rules are made by the government, by the regulatory uh, controls that, that uh, the Fed has over banks, for instance. Um, banks are going to be constricted in the types of lending they can do uh, and the types of customers they have. So, so while I'm not going to get into the depth of staging and understanding where you are vis-a-vis -vis the, in, the investor world, um, it's really a very important consideration. Who you're talking to is going to be essential, and you're going to be most efficient and least wasteful of time if you if you pick the, the square peg in the square hole and pick the right, uh, the right potential investor. But as I said, there are, there are three things that every one, no matter where they are, from, from angels to, to venture capitalists to, to uh, private equity lenders to, uh, to IPO underwriters need to have. They need to have financial statements, first of all. Um, and the financial statements um, need to be pre prepared professionally. Don't try this at home, kids. This is not uh, the stuff that your brother-in-law who took an accounting course is going to help you with. You really need a solid uh, accountant first to, to get the, the, uh, the presentation of your numbers in a, um, in a, in a, in a professional uh, uh, capacity, in a professional uh, uh, format. Um, and, um, and so financial statements, no matter what flavor, and they come in three flavors, which we'll talk about, but financial statements um, uh, have to be prepared in, in a generally accepted accounting way. They have to, um, they have, to have a, a balance sheet and, a, and an income statement and a statement of cash flows. Um, and, um, and they all have to add up right and, and, be, uh, and be done right. Um, accounting uh, financial statements uh, come, as I said, in three flavors. Um, in in uh, ascending order of accuracy and, and completeness, uh, there's the compilation, um, which you probably can get away with in the earliest of stages with, with your angel investors. Um, compilation is really a uh, put is is management's representations unchecked, put in an accounting format in a proper in a financial statement format. Um, the second flavor, which is much more detailed, uh, is called a review, 
and and a review is um, uh, is statements that have been tested uh, by by uh, uh, auditing standards that that um, uh, that that apply and 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 that accountants pass on, um, and that's more expensive than a compilation. More detailed is an audit. Um, which is um, uh, not only a review in terms of the accounting test, but it also has outside confirmations from vendors and from customers uh, that uh, what you say uh, com comports with what, what your vendor or your customer says. So um, in uh, up to probably uh, in certain loans in private companies and, and up to um, uh, private equity uh, uh, investments, um, review is probably adequate. Um, if you're auditing on a loan for a public company or by virtue of the SEC rules for a private company, um, then you need to have an audit. That's required by, uh, by, by SEC standards and by bank regulation for, private, for public companies. So, um, so that's, that's the first you're listening to Warshaw Burstein's Perspectives. Our guest today is Murray Schwartz, partner of the law firm Warshaw Burstein. We're talking about five things every company must do when seeking capital. Today we're going to cover the first three and a subsequent po podcast the other two. And So why don't you continue on with number two? Okay. Number two is financial projections. And again, don't try this at home, kids. <laughs> the, um, I have seen uh, in my uh, career some real disasters um, in, in this area. Because, um, because people are forgetting, and, and often uh, on their own, uh, they make a series of assumptions that are just plain wrong. Um, I had one uh, client who tried to pass along to me that the industry they're in is $4 billion, so that if they get one half of 1%, um, and that's all they need, um, they can get $20 million of revenue on day one. Uh, stupid, yes. Silly, yes. Um, uh, will you um, get to first base with any kind of um, sophisticated um, investor? No. Um, it's a formula for disaster. Uh, I'm reminded uh, on that score of uh, something Bill Parcell said to his uh, players, which was, when you get to the end zone, look like you've been there before. Um, here, when you're doing financial projections, look like you know what you're, you're talking about, look like you know what you're doing, because this is an area that's full of, uh, full of uh, pitfalls. Um, detail is king. Um, the ability to take what you have, for instance, take your top 25 accounts, look at them carefully, um, see who is going to leave you, see who is going to, uh, you know, has a likelihood of joining uh, you and being your customer. Um, the, the detail makes it. If you can go from bottom up and you can go from, you know, from a zero base, this is what you have and this is what you think you're going to get. Um, factor in rate increases if you think you can get them. If you can't think you can get them, then don't. Um, you know, if, it's, if, if we're in a recessionary economy, um, I'd be less um, bullish on rate increases than otherwise. And, and so you, you really have to make judgments that are absolutely based on detail. Revenue is the most difficult. Um, that's why you start with the reality of what you have. You, you, you go item by item, customer by customer, and, and develop a list of assumptions on where you think the revenue stream is going to go. Um, you, you want to uh, provide really for the roadmap of operations for the coming year when you're doing financial protections. You want headcounts. You want um, uh, future hiring plans. You you um, you um, want to do special promotions and, and factor those into into the mix um, uh, and account for the costs as well as the revenues of, of that. 
Um, this is also the time um, to come clean with um, uh, what we used to call uh, excess owner benefit, uh, which is a euphemism for having the maid on the payroll. Um, it's a, uh, a euphemism uh, for having the nanny, for, uh, for getting your spouses off the payroll, getting your children who aren't working there off the payroll. Um, if you're not a cruise line, then don't put the boat on the, uh, on the asset schedule. Um, you know, what you do with the boat or the plane uh, is, um, uh, is uh, take it back to your own ownership. And, um, and if, you, uh, uh, if you actually do use it for business purposes, um, charge it to the company at market at market rates. Um, it's, it's not only a formula for, um, uh, for looking terrible with, with investors, um, it's, it also can be illegal. So you, you really want to um, steer clear of, uh, of too many accounting shenanigans. And uh, believe me, I've seen them all. We used to make schedules in the newspaper business of, uh, of companies, and, and we'd look at their um, P&L, their profit and loss statement, and then um, measure it against what we do, um, and um, and the difference is usually the maid and the and the uh, kids and the nanny and the um, and the and the cousins. Um, I used to do turnaround actually in in newspapers where we would buy the company, and um, and um, uh, and then I would. Um, uh, put in place operations that were consistent more with running it like a business than running it like a fourth generation family gene pool depleted uh, company. And um, my, my notes always had as item number one, fire all the cousins, um, because uh, none of them are productive. And, um, and, and when you're getting financing too, you, you really want to um, make sure that you fire all the cousins and you put your P&L in, in the best light possible. Um, I just want to remind everybody that they're listening to Washoe Bursting Perspectives. Our guest is Murray Schwartz, partner at the law firm of Washoe Bursting. We're talking about the five things every company must do when seeking capital. This is actually the first part of two podcasts. Today we're going to cover the first three. We've already talked about financial statements and financial projections. And Murray, take us to the third. The third is um, a, a, a legal audit and review. Um, uh, when I was a young uh, lawyer and a young associate at, at a large firm, um, uh, this com was comprised largely of going into some warehouse and, um, and um, uh, going through dusty boxes of stuff um, to find uh, all the things that uh, form the due diligence uh, materials that, uh, that any lender or investor is going to require. Um, now um, it's, it's a much cleaner episode. Um, we've, we have what are called data rooms, which are not really physical rooms, um, but are repositories that are password protected uh, where you can show the investor or the, um, or the lender um, all of your legal documents. Um, important to assemble them. Uh, important uh, to uh, throw at everything you knew about legal Zoom, uh, and important to get uh, a quality lawyer um, to to uh, help you with the process. Uh, one, they're going to know what you want, and two, they're going to uh, put it in a format that uh, that a, uh, a banker or an investor will understand. Um, and it includes all sorts and forms of documents. Um, you, you want to get your articles or your articles of organization, your bylaws, um, your stockholders agreements or your LLC operating agreements, um, uh, all your investor documents, 
um, all your deeds, your leases, your financing documents, uh, employment agreements, tax filings with the IRS in appropriate states, pension plans, ERISA plans, surveys, um, uh, tax returns, um, anything related to um, in intellectual property, uh, your trademarks, your copyrights, your patents, um, everything that, um, that uh, someone is going to need to, um, to make an assessment of, of where you are legally, of what your, what your contractual liabilities are, um, whether there are any tax deficiencies, whether, you know, it's, it's an important uh, tool for investors and lenders to, to know where you stand. Um, and that applies whether you have angel investors all the way up to IPOs. With, with, with an IPO, you're gonna have to do a registration statement. Um, and the perspective is, uh, prospectus rather, is a, uh, is a large series of disclosures about where you are. And they're all derived from and express uh, what's in those legal audit documents. So, um, so you, you're going to need them from the beginning of time in the investments uh, spectrum uh, to right through to, to the public offering. Murray, there are two others. Why don't you just briefly touch on what they are, and then we're going to cover them in a subscript podcast as well here on Warshaw Bursting Perspectives. Y yes, we are. One is self-assessment, or what I call uh, staging. Um, and that's to, and I, I alluded to that in the beginning, um, that's to um, help you uh, select um, the, the, the proper lender or the proper investor um, knowing in advance what their, what their um, uh, hot spot is, what their, what their wheelhouse is in terms of uh, and, and makes it far more likely uh, that you will be successful uh, than if you go there not prepared for that, not prepared to know what they're doing and what they like to do. Um, and it's, it's, it's uh, uh, it's really a, a waste of time to say nothing of sometimes an embarrassment uh, if, if you're a startup company and you've gone to someone who says they only invest in seasoned companies. I mean, there's, so, so picking that is important. The fifth is aligned interest, uh, and that, that has to do with, um, with knowing that you and your investor uh, prosper together, um, and so the organization of the investment has to be one where um, you both have common interests. And also within the operations of your business, whether um, the people who work for you are aligned with your interests. Very important as, a, as an operating matter, and a lot of investors make operating judgments based on how well you align, um, how, your, you know, how your blue collar worker is going to be making money, um, and that it has to be consistent with your, with your own interests, and, and they get incentivized for helping, uh, helping enhance the bottom line on, on the company's uh, P&L. Mary Schwartz will go into greater depth on a subsequent podcast on this subject, Five Things Every Company Must Do When Seeking Capital. Murray's also written an article about it uh, on Small Biz Daily, which was published in November of 2016. You can find that on the Washoe Burstein website, WBNY.com, as well as all the Washoe Burstein Perspectives podcasts. And Murray, if anybody wants to reach out to you individually, how can they do that? Um, they can email me or they can call me. Um, at um, mschwartz at wbny.com. That's M-S-C-H-W-A-R-T-Z at wbny.com. Or 212-984-7701. Uh, Love to talk with you. And we look forward to continuing this conversation as well on the next edition of Washoe Bursting Perspectives. Thanks for listening. I'm Tom Mariam.